0: Love talk
1: radio God, we're grateful. Because if it had not been for you, we would not be here. We opened our eyes this morning, God, because you gave us the strength to open our eyes. We were able to rise because you gave us strength and our limbs and the facilities of our body. We were able to get here, God, because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety and did not allow harm to come to us, Lord. We're grateful to again come into your presence because we know where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified that you might be glorified, that your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life, and that's what we seek, God, life, eternal life, God. We pray, O God, today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you, Lord. Bind the hand of the devil, God. Rebuke the hand of the enemy, Lord. God, let your anointing that resonates in this place even now, God, let there be an outpouring on your people. We need you, God, to take us to another level in you, Lord. God, we're faced with demonic forces, God. Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord, and we need to be fortified with your power. God, we can't make it on our own strength, God. We don't have enough to stand on, Lord, but we know, God, that your joy is our strength. Fill us up on today in the name of Jesus. Somebody have come this morning burdened down, God, with the issues of life, God. Somebody, God, is in the battle of their life. Somebody's God, fighting in their mind and in their spirit lord uh, where the devil have come into war against them lord uh, but we thank you god because we know greater are you that's within us uh, than he that is within this world god uh, we know god that you are a deliverer lord uh, that you're the same yesterday today and forever uh, and you're no short of your promise lord uh, and you're able to deliver us lord uh, touch us on today lord uh, we need you like never before uh, fill us up with the Holy Ghost God uh, and give us a refilling Lord uh, that when we leave here today Lord uh, we can leave with your anointing Lord uh, that as we meet men and women boys and girls uh, they might be converted to know who you are Lord uh, in the mighty name of Jesus we pray uh, we thank you because you are a healer uh, you're the God that healeth these uh, and healing is in your wings uh, and you're able to touch our feeble bodies uh, you're able to save our troubled souls uh, And in the name of Jesus, uh, bind every demon, Lord, uh, every demonic force, Lord, uh, God, that comes to keep us uh, in the same place, Lord. uh, We're willing, God, to surrender uh, and say yes to your will, Lord. uh, We're willing to turn our lives, God, uh, over into your hands, Lord, uh, because we come to the place, God, uh, where we realize like never before, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, More than anything we know, uh, we need you, Jesus, Uh, while men are trying to find God uh, solutions to this chaotic world, God, uh, we're looking to you, Lord, uh, because we know for every right desire uh, there is an answer, uh, and Jesus, sure that answer. Uh, there's no need for us, God, uh, to turn hither or thither, Lord. Uh, we need but to look for you, Lord, uh, because you're the answer, God, uh, for our trouble lies, Lord. Uh, touch on the day, God, uh, break every yoke, oh God, uh, save on the day, God. Uh, Deliver on the day, God, Jesus. We need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We're crying out to you, Lord. We know that you're able to save our souls. We know that you're able, God, to heal our bodies, Jesus. We know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around, Jesus. No other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able able, Jesus, uh, to deliver our children. Uh, You're able, Jesus, uh, to save the unsaved husband. Uh, You're able, Jesus, uh, to heal the cancer patient. Uh, Nothing too hard uh, for you, Jesus, uh, No other God we know. Uh, We know that you're able, Jesus. Uh, We know that you're able, Jesus. Uh, We say yes to your will, God. Uh, Yes to your way, Lord. Uh, Have your way, Jesus, Uh, and we'll thank you for it, Uh, and we'll give your name the praise. And we'll bless you Lord. Yes, we thank you Lord. And we bless your holy name. Come on, open your mouth and give the Lord some praise.
2: the mercy of God can do. If you knew me then you'd believe me now. You'd turn my whole life upside down. Took the old and he made it new. That's just what the mercy of God Now I'm alive to tell the story How I've overcome It's goodness and mercy And the power of His blood I'm so glad that my freedom Wasn't based on what I've done The power of the
3: blood
2: So much power in the blood Things up there. and based on what I've done, the goodness and mercy and the power of the blood.
4: Hallelujah. Can you hear me, Brother Louie? Because I don't know if you can hear me or not. Uh, you know, sometimes the sound come in and some days the sound don't come in. So I need to know. Are you there? Let me see. Might be silence again today. Ah. Whew. Okay, I can hear you. Good deal, good deal, good deal, good deal. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, good morning to everybody. We thank God for another Monday morning. Thank you, Sister Jerry. And uh, thank God for a new week beginning. Looking forward to his grace and his mercy and his many blessings this week because he has great things in store, excuse me, for us. And what's happening is this. Stuff is going on everywhere, all over the world. All kind of stuff is happening. Even in uh, the United States, stuff is happening. And see, God is going to preserve and protect his people. Listen to me. You're going to see many things happen, but it won't come near your dwelling. It won't come near you. Yeah. Because God will protect his people. This is why I encourage others to get up and work unto the Lord. Because if you work unto him, he sees that you belong to him. Yeah, and he will protect you and your family. Even our unsaved family members. Yeah, because of you, God will protect them. Those that are confused and going through in their life, in your family, God will protect them. And if we work and pray, God will touch and heal their mind. He'll give them, set their mind back in their head. Yeah, I've seen him do it before. And after he did it, the lady went to testify, and she said she was an evangelist. She took the mic and walked the floor. I said, well, look at this. All before, she was sitting in the hallway talking about I'm somebody's mother and this and that and trying to get recognition and sympathy. But after the word came forth, you know, we praise and worship. The word came forth. God had been called different people out. The minister called her out and he blessed her real good. Set that mind back in her head. And this is what she said. I was wondering where my mind was. Do you hear that? She knew her mind was gone. She knew she was not clothed in her right mind. Her mind was gone. I'm like, I never saw this before. But the Lord was showing me the enemy would snatch the mind of the people. And they don't even know he have their mind. They think I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I've heard men go to prison for killing the mama. And they say, I didn't do it. I didn't do And they didn't do it. Evil did it. A demon took over them and killed their mother, but the the police could not see the demon. They saw you with the blood on your hands and the knife or the saw or whatever they used to cut the head off because that's what they did. And they kept saying, but I didn't do it. I didn't do it. That was another incident where the man run head on into the people. He said the devil was sitting in the car with him. And he told the devil, no, man, I can't drive on that side of the road. The man, you don't know what you're doing. Get on on that side of the road. You're on the wrong side of the road. And he ran head on into them people. And when the car stopped and everything, he said, hey, man, I need you to tell these people what you He said, no, I can't do that. And he got out the car and started running. Now, this is what he told me, and I believe that took off all his clothes, and laid down in the dirt. He said it was so hot. The devil come from hell. Y'all hear me? And I know these things may sound weird to many of your ears, but we got to open our eyes. We got to begin to pray. We got to begin to seek God on every little thing that we can because this is what's happening. That enemy come to steal, kill, and destroy, and he want to destroy you and your family. Your whole family, not just some of them. Even the ones that's obeying him, he want to destroy them too. That's how evil he is. He don't have nothing for nobody. Nothing for nobody. He don't care nothing about you saying you're a believer. Uh-uh, he, he don't have no, uh-uh. I heard uh, uh, Dr. E.D. Hill said this when his wife was dying. He was thinking the devil was going to have some empathy, some sympathy, some something. He said, "Now that devil came with the thunder. Why his wife was on her deathbed. So now if you think he's going to have some sympathy for you, no, ma'am, and no, sir. We got to be prayed up and stop allowing our flesh to take us where it want to take us. What feeling good to our flesh, we, we allowing it. Stop it. Stop it. We had the word of God. We have the spirit of God. He gave us power, love, and a sound mind. And if we don't know how to activate this power, we need to pray and ask the Lord to teach us. Father, teach us your ways that we can obey and give us a spirit of obedience unto you and your word, nothing else. Teach us how to let this flesh die so you can live. And your will is being done in my life, not my will. But let me tell you, our will, that, that, that natural will, the will of the flesh, oh, no. The only thing it'll do is get us to death because the flesh will have us sinning. And the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God now is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ, but we, we, we got to be on it. We got to be on it. We don't make we don't want to make the house of prayer nothing but the house of prayer. I don't want to go there looking for nothing but God. I love the fellowship when I see the ushers and the deacons and the mothers and the pastors and the praise team. And I get excited to see them. But guess what? That's not why I'm going there. And I'm not going there to feel better. I'm going there seeking God. I'm going there to hear what his word says. And because I had these things on my mind when I come out, I'm different than when I went in. The scripture says I was glad, David, when I when they said unto me, that's what he said, "Let us go into the house of the Lord," because he realized in the house of the Lord there was healing. Ah, hallelujah! All manner of sickness and disease and, and and whatever else is in the house of prayer, the house of the Lord. the household of faith. We go in there believing we're going to get what we're going at from God. We go in there believing God going to meet us there. Even in your prayer closet, that's the way you should go in there, believing God is going to meet you in your prayer closet, in your prayer time and take our eyes out of the world, being so concerned about what the world is doing. That's the devil's territory. I don't want to fool around the devil's camp. I don't want to have nothing to do with what the devil got going on. Where we want to be, we want to be where Jesus is, hallelujah, every day of our lives. I want to keep my eyes on where he is. Yeah, see? You see, Pastor David, you see that? He tried Jesus like that, and he tried us like that. If you do this or you do that, I'll give you this. And see, people for that. they all about that. Well, you give me some bread, I'll give you some peanut butter. And that's the way the devil is. If you, if you give me your soul, I'll give you the riches of the world. You give me your soul, I'll give you anything you want, and he will. Oh, but there's a day coming when your soul is going to be required in hell, and you can't change it. You gave it to him. You didn't give it to God. I know these things sound weird this morning, but I just, I'm telling you the truth of what's going on. We have our eyes glued in the world. We got the binoculars on to see what's coming, so let me tell you, you ain't got to worry about what's coming. What you got to worry about is the Word of God. He already told you what was coming. He told you that the world is getting wickeder and wiser. I want to focus on Him, and when I see this crazy stuff going on, I want to pray right then, right there. Yeah, Brother Lewis said we're looking for more tornadoes to come through. I'm sure. Because the devil is the prince of the air. He'll cook up something out there in the ocean. He'll cook up something in your backyard and blow it everywhere. So our job is to pray. Seek the Lord while he can be found. Yeah. we we Those of us that come to him, we must believe. That he is a rewarder of them go again. that diligently seek him. Well, if I'm diligently seeking God, he's going to reward me. Nothing of this whole world is going to sneak up on me. Nothing of this whole world is going to destroy me. Let me tell you something. I believe God. I believe his word. If I have nothing, I believe I can pray and ask God he's going to give me what I need. And you know what? He's going to add a little bit more to me because I have some wants in there. But I got to believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently, faithfully, continually are always seeking him. Yeah, I, I can't seek the news people and all this other stuff. I got to seek him. Mm-hmm. And it is already... All right, this morning, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, I am going to get to this uh request right quick this morning. We're going right here. not, O gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Yeah, he's our Savior. And he won't pass us by. Yeah. And Brother Lewis, I have to agree with you. Uh, It's not crazy talk, but the devil is using weather, a modification technology, he's saying. Yeah, because he's the prince of the air. And he he don't bring nothing good. And I'm telling even to the people that are serving him and obeying him, he don't bring nothing good. Look at what you the sin you committed, and and look what you got for it. I, I'm telling you, God is faithful. I don't know nobody who's more faithful than him. Yeah, I can't depend on me, and I can't depend on no devil. I can only depend on God. He's the way, the truth, and the life and my life this morning. He's the one that comes that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Yeah. He's the one that forgives us of our sins and wrongdoings. He, his spirit is the spirit that speaks to you and tell you, no, don't do that. No, don't go that way. No, don't add this. No, don't trust that any other spirit other than him is not true they're not going to tell you the truth either nope no sir and no ma'am they're not they're going to lie and see i don't want to be in a position where i'm overboard with natural things or i'm i'm too concerned about the natural I, i don't want to be in a position like that i want to be in a position where I'm desperately, direly concerned about the spirit of God and the move of God and the way that he's moving. Am I moving with him or am I moving against him? Now, that's my mind. Everybody, you know, they, they, we all don't think alike, and I understand. I see because a lot of times of what we've gone through and God has brought us out of, it would cause us to think in a different way. See, because of where he brought me from, I can't help but depend on him. Because see, where I was, I couldn't depend on nothing else because nothing could help me. Nothing else could bring me out. My dad was there who loved me, but he couldn't help me. <laughs> Money. M-O-N-E-Y. Cash was there, but it couldn't help me. Doctors, psychiatrist, all these people was there, but they couldn't help me. Only he could. And he brought me out. Not only did he brought bring me out, he kept me out. Gave me a brand new life. A whole nother life. Yeah, brand new. Brand new mind. Brand new heart. Brand new thoughts. I didn't think the way I used to think. Back in the day, I, I, before I come to the Lord fully, I would have heard about tornadoes. There's no telling what I would have started doing, buying and fixing up. and I, I don't have to do that today. All I have to do is call on the name of the Lord and get instructions from him. Lord, what would you have me to do concerning this? Pray. Remember what my word said. Yeah. Re- re- remember I, I showed you the water. Remember the people. Uh-huh. Because God have a purpose and a plan for each one of us. And no tornado gonna blow us away and the work is not done. We shall live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. This is why I'm telling you, it's a good thing to work unto him. Because if we just sitting around being Christians, believers, I mean, what? What you doing? Uh, where your light shining at? Where do you go that you can shine your light? Where do you go that people know who you are? I get gas from a place called the gate station. And I never told these people I was a believer, I was a Christian, and not a But I'm a giver, and I gave much because I was led to give. When I go in there, now they're looking. What she brought us, nothing. (laughs) I brought you a How You Doing and I purchased something out of the store. Everybody all right? Yeah, we all right. Now, if they ask for a pound cake, they ask for brownies. I try my best to make it and and give it to them. I said, give. And I go home. Yeah. But we got to find some work to do. And it's not hard to find it. It's right there. If it's nothing more than typing out scriptures or writing out scriptures, passing them out to people, you'll be surprised at who get the right scripture for their lives. That day was rough, but you gave them that scripture and they read it and they were like, oh my goodness, this for me. Anybody ever said that, oh, this for me today? Everywhere I go, I gotta talk about the good stuff. I got. If I don't do number, tell them about Jesus in the morning. At the hearing center, she said, "What?" I said, "Yeah, we bring a different message every morning." I said, and um, she said, "Well, wait a minute." She said, "How many have you? How many beads you got?" I needed that today. That was just for me. Now this, what the, the the person that was doing the testing on my ears. In the, in the right ear, they found a big bulge down in there. She said she don't know if it was earwax balled up or some kind of infection. Had been, and I knew it was, I told her, I said, it had to be an infection that dried up because I was sick back to back with a cold, ear itching crazy. And when I wear my Bluetooth it just tear my ear up. She said, oh, okay. Put two drops of peroxide in your ear and come back next Thursday. She said, because the paroxysm is going to boil it out of there, and when you get back, I'll be able to do the testing. Brother Lewis, she told me this, she said, oh, you have some excellent insurance.
0: I was like, well, thank you very much.
4: (laughs) But I didn't do it. God put that plan together for me. He put that package together for me, hearing, dental, vision. God did it and gave me the top of the line. So I'm thankful unto him. I was supposed to go to the dentist today again to have that surgery done. Can't make it. I had to let them know I got to reschedule. So if they give me an appointment one day this week other than Thursday, I can make it. But Thursday I have to go back to the hearing center and see if this ball of thing is out my ear. And then she do the testing. And then she would tell me if any damage or anything like that has gone on. Yeah. But God is yet faithful. I can yet hear. Oh, yeah, I can hear. God is faithful. And he takes good care of his people. But I want us to get up and work unto the Lord. Pray, I mean, with fervent prayer, I mean, pray from a sincere heart. Lord, what would you have me to do? What did you call me to? What did you choose me for? Well, I need to know because I want to work while it's day. I've been sitting down for too long. Yeah. Help me to spread the good news of you. Because sometimes it's the thing you do can let people know who you are. I don't go around telling people, oh, you know, I'm a believer. Oh, you know, I'm a Christian. i don't do that. The songwriter said, may the work I've done speak for me. So may the works of the Lord that I've done, that I'm doing, speak for me. All at the prison, it speaks for me. Now the God's calling me mom. Okay, mom. I look. She told the lady, look, um, I'm going to let mom go on through. And the lady was looking at her like, that's your mama. <laughs> she said, I'm going to let her go on through because I got to warn you. You know how they go with you with the wand, dee, 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 all of that right there. And so uh, she said, come on in. So I went on in. She said, it been everything. You can go on through. No, she went back, was going to get the wand, you know, to do it. I said, well, do I go on through or do I wait for you? She said, no, you don't have to wait for me. You can go on through. Just as kind. Just as nice as they can be to me. The favor of the Lord. And I'm going to tell you something. Obedience will get you everything. Obedience unto God will get you everything. Money. The house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy, if that's what you want. The Big Ben. The Bentley. Whatever you want. Yeah. The Beamer. The BMW. Whatever you want. Because, see, what he understands is this. If I give her this, she going to know how to handle this. She She's not going to drive all, all laid back in the car, half fried, dyed, laid to the sky eyelashes from here to New York and all the makeup and the foolishness, you know, because she want people to see her. No. She's going to give people a ride who need a ride. She's going to take somebody to the grocery store in the Bentley if that's what I want She's she going to take somebody to a medical appointment in the BEMA, in the BMW. If that's what I wanted, I needed a, 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 a automobile or some type of SUV that I could put stuff and travel from spot to spot to give it away. Yeah. And look, people working. I I, I really didn't have a job job. But people was working, and I go to give the Tylenol, the this and that, over-the-counter stuff, had a few clothes in the back, a little bit of food in the box people could get, you know. And the people that was working at the low-income clinics, they wanted the stuff. I'm like, but y'all, these people are not working. Y'all working every day getting a getting a paycheck. But well, guess what? They They wasn't making enough. They was considered low-income. And then you're running to just greedy people. You're running to people, I want it so they don't get it. Not on my watch though, not on my watch. After everybody's gotten everything they needed and gone, and if whatever's left, y'all can have it. I faced that all over in, in, in the project. The management wanted what I had for the people. Because I'm not carrying no junk nowhere. If I don't want it, I'm not going to give it to nobody. If I don't want it, it's going in the garbage. That means it's no good. But if I still want it, I'll give it away because it's still some good. I don't give outdated food away, exploration, unexpired. Now, I don't do all that. <clears throat> I want to give fresh stuff that people don't mind eating. And they don't have to worry about getting sick. Yeah. And God is thankful. Walmart have a lot of nice things over there. They have some decent uh, vegetables. You have to pick them out. But they have one or two decent vegetables over there. I'm not so sure about, you know, you just have to check it out. Yeah. But I would, you know, I seek a meat market. To bring fresh meat to people, those that eat meat. Fresh vegetables from the farmer's market. Yeah. Everything has gone up. It was already expensive to buy fresh vegetables. So it's like it tripled now. But you still, I still have to have frozen or fresh vegetables. Yeah. And so God makes a way where we see no way. I never knew. I didn't even see the prices had really gone up yet. I, I, I hadn't focused that Because what I go to get, he allowed it to be on sale. <laughs> so I didn't know. Then I didn't know I would need more money to buy better food and more food when I need it. I didn't, I, I wasn't focusing that Because he supply and I eat the good of the land. Next thing I know, he increased things so I could continue and get better if I choose to. But what I chose to do is give away. Yeah, I chose to give meat away, you know, canned goods, whatever I could give. And I was surprised at the people that were in dire strait who needed it. Mm-hmm. Even in my family, I was blessed to give to my family. I was shocked. I was absent, and know what? No, I know it was him. They came here. Nobody's going to drive from Jacksonville way over here, way out here where I am. I live out of town. You got to have some gas to come over here. Well, God sent these two, and they were really blessed. I was shocked. But he will multiply what you get so that you can be a blessing to others. And that's my prayer. When I want more and more, I want more and more so that I can give to others, because it's just me. And in the run of a week, I, I'm not eating all of that like that. Yeah. So before it get old, before it get a week old, really, he done sent whoever and I'm able to I'll take this thing. We got to work while it's day out. I'm telling you, pray with a sincere heart. Ask God what he called you to or chose you for and get up. Stop waiting on your pastor. Stop waiting on this and waiting on that. Get up and move. Obey God. Lord, which way would you have me to go? Sometimes he'll have you to stand still because he's going to send to you. You don't have to go. He's going to bring it to you. It remind me of the scripture that says, stand still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. All we got to do is trust him. Believe in him. Wait on him. Patience is a big thing with God. Patience to wait. Because he don't always move as fast as we think he, he need to. Lord, I prayed this prayer yesterday. And you ain't moved yet. He may not move for another week, another month, because whatever your situation is, it's not unto death, and it's not going to grow any bigger. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. He didn't say the weapon would not form, but it's not going to do nothing to you. It's not going unless you're focusing on it, <laughs> now if you focus on it and you're not focusing on the work, you're not focusing in prayer, the word of God you're not letting your light shine yeah, well you're just stuck with it but things have come my way I trust God in his word and went on about my business I can't even remember what it is it formed but it didn't prosper I'm the head this morning and not the tail I'm above and not beneath. Again, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And if I've been last, 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 that's okay. Because God's going to take the last and make it first. But i got to wait on it. i got to have the patience and believe it's coming. He is the God of heaven and earth. He made them both. He made each of us for his pleasure. Everything, including that devil. He let that devil be the devil. My son and I yesterday was talking about Job. He said, did you see what God did? The devil didn't come to God to my, where's Job? No. God said, what you doing? What's going on? I- I- what's happening? He said, I'm going to and fro. Seeking. Whom I may divide who going to let me divide them? I'm going all over the world looking for all of them that going to let me have my way in their life. Not the devil, but God said, Have you considered my servant job? now who reminded who told him about job? God did? He knew what he had in Job. It happened to me one time. Have you considered of a servant barber? I'm telling you, it happened to me one time. I had to wait on the Lord. Ooh, you tell my turmoil. Some stuff got cooked up and stirred up. But I had to stand still and know that he was God. Keep working. Keep helping Mr. Brown and Miss Green and, and, and taking people to and from the grocery store, to and from the doctor, to get the medicine, whatever. I needed to pick my kid up. I can't. All kind of stuff. But he worked it out. The weapon formed, but it couldn't prosper. I had the patience to wait on God. I can't tell you I was perfect. Nope. That don't make nothing like that. But it will strengthen you. Every trial you go through should strengthen you. I was hoping when I first come out and told folks, oh I'm saved now. <laughs> I'm in the church. Not the building, but I'm in Jesus and He in me. He's the head of the church. They looking at me crazy. Even in my family. And these people knew me, but in my family, they, oh no, no, that was saved. Oh child, no. Honey, she finna go sell some dope or something or cheat somebody or write some bad checks and rob the bank. That's what she didn't do. And many days it hurt my feelings that people didn't believe. But I looked the same to them. I walked the same. It appeared to them I was doing the same thing because they really wasn't paying attention. See, because what I said was a lie to them because that's what they wanted it to be. They didn't want me to come out the world. Yeah. And belong to God. But I had to stay faithful to him. And I had to let that go. Because I knew. See, they they wasn't there. They didn't know. I knew beyond the shadow of a doubt I was a new creature. Old things had passed away and behold, all things had become new. I knew it. The way I used to do things, I wasn't doing it like that no more. I knew it. They didn't know it. They weren't there. And they weren't in my heart or my mind like that. They couldn't know. But as I continued on, look here, some of this 30 years later, 35 years later, listen to that, they are just getting to believe. That he is in me. Who is he in you? He that reward me. When I seek him diligently. Almighty God. Jehovah that have all power. There's no higher power. The son of the true. And living and God. That God sent my way. To strengthen me. And to teach me. And to show me. He's the mediator. Between me and the Father. He take my petitions to the father. And because the true son bring him, that begotten son, he not only hear a petition, but he do something about it. But 30 to 35 years later, that's when they get to see that God is truly in her. She truly changed way back in them 90s. And this is 2023. They were still watching. Still with the magnifying glass. Let me see if I can find some fault. Because she can't be doing this and that. Oh, I hear she got the Jesus in the morning show. Oh, I hear about the freedom doors. But I know her. Uh-uh. I'm looking. And a lot. All kind of stuff. Because, you know, when people can't find out what's really going on, they'll make up some stuff. Oh, she loved money. Oh, she did uh-uh. He said, for the love of money is the root of all evil. I don't really work with money a whole lot. But he has increased so that I can reach more. But he didn't increase for so that Barbara can take somebody money and buy the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. I see a lot of people, when they start off, they're looking poor. Yeah, they're looking homeless. And the more money pour in, the better they start looking. Now they're wearing Louisville baton, they wearing this, they doing that. Yeah. So they taking the people money looking better. <laughs> I'm probably looking at the same. Yeah, I'm looking the same. Yeah. I mean you know God has blessed me personally. Yeah, he has blessed me to get some things done. Yeah, he he increased my personal income. I don't want to take the income, the money of the people and and splurge it on me when there's great needs out there. There are families, individuals, but families. And when people got families, that means children involved, sometimes grandchildren. And they just got the children, DCF ain't cut no check for them and just throw the children over there, feed them the best you can. Get dim some beans out the can or something. I don't know. We ain't got nothing for you right now. All of that will come later. So the child is in dial straight with some dental, something.
5: And they didn't, They don't have
4: no temporary medical stuff for them, not that quick. And the state is not going to pay for it. So they may reach out to me and I have to reach out to two or three more people, and we put it together so the child can go to the dentist or the foot doctor, the eye doctor, whatever it is. All of that is considered work unto the Lord. It's not unto me. It's unto him. I'm doing it so that he can be pleased. I can be obedient, and he can be pleased. And when I call on him, he's coming to see what I'm talking about. So we want to get up and begin to work unto the Lord. This is if you want to be safe and sound. This is if you want to continue to have what you need and more. More so that you can share with others. And a lot of people, they're not going to share with nobody but who's in their family. But we got to push on and get there to help strangers as well. Mm -hmm. And it's already all right this morning. In Jesus' name. Listen, I'm going to one more request of the morning, and today we go I'm going to come back with Bishop Noah Jones. Y'all know I don't do him too often like I used to, but Bishop Noah Jones, and messed up, but don't give up. I messed up, but I couldn't give up. Yeah, I done did wrong before God, but I just couldn't stay down in there with the wrongdoing. I had to get up and repent and keep going. Keep believing that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I want y'all to pay that some attention. Diligently seek him. He's going to reward you. Don't you want the reward? And I'm not coming at diligently seeking him because I want a house on a hill with a dog named Flutter, I'm going kind to of diligently seeking him to get right with him, to find out his ways, to make sure I receive his spirit. He gave me the gift of his spirit. I'm not converted. I'm saved. I'm sanctified. He cleansed me up and set me aside unto himself. And then he filled me with his spirit. He baptized me in his spirit. So now I can walk the straight and narrow if I choose to, but the choice is mine. He's not forcing me. I want to. He's not keeping me against my will. I want his will to be done. I want to obey him. I want to show him I love him. I want to show him no matter what, come new wave, new age, whatever it is, I believe you and I'm going to stay with you. And I'm going to stay in that old path and looking around because it's your way. All this other stuff, folk, the man done brought it. That's not your way. That's man's way. I want to stay with your way, Father. And it's already all right today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, We give him glory. All right, I'm going to this old request right here. And uh, when we come back, we're coming back with Bishop, Bishop Noah Jones. Messed up, but don't give up. Hallelujah,
6: hallelujah. For those of you that think that gospel music has gone too far, you think we've gotten too radical with our message. Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Go Red. Woo! <laughs> you better put them hands together and act like you know up in here. Chief, peace! Yeah. Right for your situation, amen, and God has given my leader word, and we thank God, and to Bishop Morton we say, just keep on doing the will of God, amen, we need you, and we need men such as these great men and great women all around us, now, I want to go into the book of Romans, and uh, I, I want to go to Romans chapter 4, verse 1 through 7, and I would like also to... To read the portion of text in Romans 4 that Paul quotes from Psalm 32, so actually we want Romans 4, 1 through 7, and we want Psalms 32, 1 through 7. And I want you to fasten your seatbelts for a little. It might be bumpy on takeoff. But I think it will smoothen out uh, as we go. Amen. Uh, Help us tonight, Lord. Help us. We need help. In Romans chapter 4, Paul reaches for Abraham as an example of justification by faith. And what Paul does in the book of Romans is he, he opens up with the doctrine of condemnation. And he points his one barrel of the shotgun towards the Gentiles. And if the Jews in Rome were particularly happy about that, then he pointed in chapter 2 the second barrel of the shotgun at the Jewish Christians. By chapter 3, he has concluded that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But now, he's not cutting like a mugger. There was a man, I went once and I saw, I was in the gym working out and I saw a fellow, he took his shirt off and I saw a horrendous scar from his neck to his belly button. And I thought immediately that had to be some cataclysmic kind of a cut. And I said to him, "Uh, what happened to you? And he said, I had open-heart surgery. And I said, oh, I understand. There's another fellow who was laying on the morgue who just had a two-inch cut under his fifth rib, and he was dead. Now, just two inches, and he was dead. And the fellow had uh, 18 inches, and he was alive. And I discovered then that some people cut to kill and some cut to heal. And so after Paul had cut them, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, touch somebody and say, sew me up after you cut me, please. Uh, And so, so after he declared, all have sinned, He moves from the doctrine of condemnation to the doctrine of justification. And now he proves his point as he deals with Abraham. He says, what shall we say then that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath were up to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believeth God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him, that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Righteousness. Now Paul slips into Psalm 32, and he quotes David. Even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works, saying, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. (sighs) <sighs> Glow. I would bet we would read Psalms 32 and indulge ourselves a little deeply, more deeply into what David said. He said, blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputed not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no God. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. And he paused. I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. And he thought about it. For this shall everyone that is godly pray. I have a problem here. We're talking about sin and the forgiveness of sins. We're talking about confession an acknowledgement of wrong we're talking about pain and guilt and then he says in verse 6 for this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him thou art my hiding place Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about. With songs of deliverance, can somebody say amen? Sometimes it's difficult to take any text at all that relates to being in trouble in the church. But we'll take it tonight. Look at someone and say, I messed up, but I won't give up. Look at somebody and say, messed up, but don't give up. (sighs) (laughs) Now, a couple things in passing. Most of us enjoy, more than any other portion of the Bible, the Psalms. I think I would be fairly accurate to say that much of our Bible reading time, except for those of course who, who, who are professional, we, we work with thing and, and we, we squeeze it every Saturday night trying to find something every Sunday. But most of us who just read very comfortably and very relaxingly, we have a proclivity simply to turn to the psalm. Because somehow the psalms represent to us the kind of attitude that we can identify with. It's not heavy theological philosophy. We, we don't have to search out any systematic theology writers and and study through Jurgen Moltmann and Tillich and work hard through various other great minds shed and, and we we don't we don't have to do that. We just we just immediately just blend into the attitude of the psalmist. We we just go straight into it. Why? Because here is a guy who can just here you know can just Righteous people, godly people, who can just say, "Look, I want my enemies dead.
3: <laughs>
6: just, just waste them." You, you, you see. Uh, somehow, when you read it, you can just be real. You can identify with, with, with godly people. Who, like Psalms 88, a guy just sits there and just goes down the line about how unhappy he is with what's going on in his life. And so, we can identify quickly because immediately it, it, it reaches us and it blesses us. I will follow this thing that's ticking right here. Uh, so now, it's, it's, it's interesting that, that the Psalms carries a certain, certain comfort with it. It's, it's extraordinarily comforting because it's real. It's, it, it's, it's hard to be comforted by people who are not real. It's, uh, it, 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 it's difficult to be in the house of God Wondering if you're the only one struggling with something. It, it, you know, it's, it's like, you know, everybody seems to be so righteous in here. And I'm supposed to have the Holy Spirit myself, but it, I'm struggling with some things and I'm trying to overcome. It, the church has become the last place that you can walk in and say... I have a problem. Oh, I feel God in here. Uh, people would sit and look at you as if, if you have a problem, you are in the wrong place because none of us in here have any problems at all. We are all holy. We are all righteous. We all dress right, look right, act right, and even when we're angry, we don't even show it, you know, because uh, church people don't act like that. And, And so right away, it becomes difficult to identify with church folk because they have this attitude that they don't have a problem. Now, can you imagine the the, the person just coming off the street who, who, who walks into this culture shock of righteousness and holiness and, and, and then all of a sudden, somewhere in the line, down the line, somebody lies on you. I mean, just one of these real righteous-looking, holy people just of all faith lies. And right away you come to the reality to understand that everybody is struggling with something. You know, I feel like having church in here tonight. I touch somebody and say he's talking to real people tonight, so uh, you might as well just get out of your robe, get off your collar. And just understand that everybody is struggling with something. Uh, Now, I want to go further to simply say that God can handle sin, period. Everything about this book, everything about what we believe, and the reason we're in here tonight is because we know that God can handle sin. I don't have to hide it. I don't have to act like I'm not struggling. I don't have to play the hypocrite. I can be exactly who I am when I walk into the church because if there's anything that God can handle, God can handle sin. Oh, God, I feel it in here. He can deal with you being wrong because he met none of us when we were right. When he met us, we were all Amen. Uh, 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 and it's significant here. And I won't deal with the, with, with the textual analysis of the Psalms, uh, but we know that David is qualified in 32 because Paul says it is. But I, I want you to see now that the intense argument of justification that Paul is presenting is, is to prove then that God is not moved by works. It's that God has to initiate his contact with us, and it is God who is the one who chooses us and not we, him. I've heard of unwanted pregnancies, but I've never heard of an unwanted adoption. If, if there's an adoption and God adopts us after we're born, then he knows the trouble we are going to be now. I want you to understand that. Uh, He knows the myth. That's why when God gives gifts, the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. Now people will tell you if you don't use it, you lose it, Lion, because you know, you'll still have it. And you'll be judged by having it and not loo- using it, but you surely won't lose it. But the reason you won't lose it is when God decided to give it to you, he already knew everything you would do with it. He doesn't get new information. Nobody instructs him. Once he meets in his C-O-U-N-C-I-L, and decides his C-O-U-N-S-E-L, he gives you what he's going to give you, and it doesn't matter what you do with it, because if he were going to take it from you, he wouldn't have given it to you in the first place. He had all the facts. I want you to see how significant it is that it's God who has to initiate salvation. Paul makes that very clear, and so he proves now his argument of justification by starting with Abraham. I I want you to fasten your seatbelts here now. It's going to get rough. When he starts with Abraham, he uses Abraham as the father of our spiritual, that's our A christian experience, and he points out now that Abraham was not justified by any works. He was justified simply by his trust in God, and then he moves now to quote David. Why David? By any stretch of the imagination, David stirs us to a greater degree of intensity when we deal with a man who has two sides. On the one hand, he is a man after God's own heart, and one of my friends, Uh, being a man after God's own heart as somebody who pursued God, somebody who went after God intensely desiring for God to make him his bosom friend in relationship, one who praised him and worshipped him and wooed him and soothed him. and sought him in the midnight hour, in the morning, just, I want to get close to God. Now, my interpretation is a little bit different from that. My point of view is this, that David was extraordinarily forgiving and merciful. So not that he was pursuing God per se, but his heart was Similar to the heart of God. When he could have wasted Saul, he didn't do it. I want you to note that. When he could have wasted Nabal, he didn't do it. He he, He was forgiving. He was the one who said, Touch not the Lord's anointed and do his prophet no harm. And David had already been anointed to take his place. But he was merciful, merciful. I'm going to the mountain, just stay with me. But now, here is a man after God's own heart. On the one side, he was so wonderful, but then on the other side, he was outrageously sickening. Oh God, I propose that there are two sides to you sitting here looking at me right now. Uh, On the one hand, you can get high in the spirit and feel the anointing of God moving into the very depth of your soul. But on the other hand, you can be just as evil as anybody that I know. Just, oh, you look so wonderful, don't you? Just so sanctified. Because in your soul, spirit, you can achieve great heights by faith, but God does not disconnect us from our flesh in order for us to walk with him. (laughs) Oh, I know it's going to be rough, but it'll get better if you just stay here, if you just admit the truth. Sometimes I have wished that the Bible would go away. Uh, maybe it's just me now, but, but I don't know. But I have just wished sometimes that God really wasn't as serious about what he said. Because on the one hand, I want to do what's right. But on the other hand, something goes to pulling me the wrong way. Uh, and I end up with a struggle instead of just sweeping through where God would have me to go. I would like to ask a question. Is there anybody in here who does not struggle to do right sometimes? Oh, God, sometimes you sit there and you cry. And you beg God to help you in the midnight hour. (laughs) Because, you know, if you pick up the phone, it's all over. If I just, I I better not pick up this phone. I better, oh God, I I better leave it right there. Sometimes, sometimes you beg God, Lord, just, you got to help me tonight. You got to help me with everything you got. I know I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I know the power of God moves in me. But there are times I wish. Would just disappear. Oh God, I feel it in here. Somebody will tell the truth tonight. Sometime I feel like I'm going to burst if I don't tell somebody a piece of my mind. Saved and sanctified, but you better not come up close to me right now. I want to talk to somebody in this place that's real. I'm, I'm sick of talking to folk that's stuck up and won't tell the truth. They, 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 There, there is oftentimes intense contradiction in each one of us. By faith I'm hooked to God, into my spirit. But the walk with God is so intense because he does not disconnect me from my flesh. The war in my mind is what my flesh is speaking to my mind through its contact with the world. And my faith is reaching into the Spirit of God, and He's speaking to my mind through my spirit. And I'm caught in between, wondering should I go this way, or this way, and I sure don't need some stuck-up thing to tell me if you're really saved, you wouldn't have a struggle. It's because I am saved. I feel God I need you all sit down. Sit down. Please, please. It's because I am saved. Uh, oh, oh, there was a time in my life there was no struggle. <laughs> I just did whatever my flesh did. <laughs> but since I've got the Holy Ghost, i got to fight back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Don't sit down. I, I, I won't keep you. Oh, Lord. You've got to understand this. That that even, even, no matter how high you get positionally, there is always an intense struggle between what's spiritual and what's carnal. I thought about this generation curse. It moves through the (laughs) flesh. It moves through the world, and the contact, uh, and the world has access to our senses. (laughs) If I just didn't see that, if I just didn't smell that, if I I just didn't touch that, (laughs) I think I could make it, but but, but, but I'm touching, and I'm smelling, and I'm seeing, and I'm hearing, and, and it's putting something in my mind that's roaring against my spirit. And I'm caught in an intensity where I'm saying, God, disconnect my flesh. I used to pastor in Texas. And when I was in Texas, a lady came to me and said, Pastor, I'm single. You know, I've been single this many years. And, and I'm sort of struggling here. I, I, I need you to pray for me that the Lord would just take these desires, these these bitterness desires out of me. I said, all right, I'm getting ready to pray. But now it's going God sends you a husband, will you be back for me to pray that he put it back? No, 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 you do know, my second prayer might not be as powerful as my first prayer, honey. So you just ask God to help you while you're going through the struggle. <laughs> I don't know myself preach like this here. Oh, man, you can be so wonderfully good. <laughs> And find yourself in a battle for life. Because you can get into something in 15 minutes. That it takes you 15 years to get out of. Oh God, I feel it here. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want is David's good side. But Uriah and Bathsheba is David's bad side. Oh, God, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Uh, If you're holy tonight, you ought to be praising God. If you got through that last hurdle, you ought to be giving God the glory. And if you messed up, don't give up. Get back up and tell the devil, you thought you had me. But I'm coming out by the power of the living God. I want you to see that God then does not hinder truth from us. It would seem to me that if David was a part of our entourage, we would do our best to cover his behavior. Oh, God. Uh, But God does not cover the behavior of anybody who is significant to him. He does not cover David's behavior. In fact, not only did Israel know it, but we're reading about it some four thousand years later. <laughs> now then I have to do this. I have to do this. <laughs> when I read through the Psalms and I see David and I and, and I marvel at his, his 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 grandiloquence. I marvel at his anointing, his creativity, his his ability to talk to God. <laughs> I marvel at the power of his strength and and I look at David and I say David can preach to me uh, like David. He he can talk to i oh, yeah. but then I turned to 2 Samuel chapter 11 and 12. And then I read the man's behavior in 12. And I said, my God, is this the same man? Because most of us were raised in environments that if somebody ever came up wrong, they would be stricken from our list. We would say things like, oh, he couldn't preach to me. She couldn't talk to me. You can't talk to me all that mess you made and all the stuff you went through, you never preach to me again. And when you hear certain people are coming to town, you don't even go there. Because you know what they've been through and you know what they did. I want to ask you another question. Have you stopped read, reading the Psalms after you read Second Samuel? I mean, after you read David and Bathsheba, did you turn your book from the Psalms and say, I will not read David anymore because of what he's done. Now, I feel like preaching now. Because anytime the preacher's on you, you you get quiet. So here we go. Now, let me say this. Let me bring a child to talk to you and see could you listen to their preaching. I've got news for you. My life is so complicated. I need somebody to preach to me who has been to hell and back. I need somebody who's been through something to get up and tell me how God can bring you out. If you've never been through anything, you're not qualified to talk to me. I need somebody that's been close to the edge. I feel the spirit of God here. I need a David to talk to me. I need a Peter to talk to me. I need somebody that almost threw it away. Because I have felt like throwing it away. I need somebody who's been to the edge to tell me God's got the power to bring you back. If you mess up, don't give up. Because the power is in the hand of God. I feel God in this place. David's good side and his bad side. His good side was when he told the story of the man. His bad side was when he would take a man's wife. Standing on his rooftop, instead of being somewhere fighting as leader of the army, he's standing on the rooftop relaxing. He ends up calling the woman to his house who actually has no power to tell him no. He is the king. How many times have we been pulled in by the stronger personality and we end up getting the blame for what stronger personalities do to us. Oh God, can I preach like I feel it? Matthew would not even mention her name in the genealogy. If you read through the genealogy of Matthew, when he gets to Bathsheba, he says, Her who was the wife of Uriah. Come on, Matthew. If I know her name, you know her name. Come on, put her name out here. Come on, man. Don't act like that. God. He didn't even want to touch her name. Uh, You sisters, help me now. Touch your sister and say, sister, we get a lot of blame for what men do. Um, I'm going to have just a little church tonight. You've got to understand this that he pulled her by the strength of his personality. And when he got word that she was pregnant, he sent for Uriah because he figured anybody who was out there with the proclivities and the tendencies of a man like me would come in and go straight home. But Uriah stopped at David's house, would not go home. Now here is David, who Nabal when he protected his goods, and Nabal didn't treat him properly. Here is David, who would not kill Saul, who was trying to kill him. But because he didn't feel like God could deal with his mess, he decides he'll cover it himself. I wish I had a church that would make me feel like when I'm wrong... I don't have to get worse, but I can come just the way I am and say, before I mess up anymore, I need somebody to help me out of my situation. I feel like preaching in here tonight. Pull on your neighbor and say, you coming out tonight, the real you coming out of here tonight. We're not going home with any hypocrisy. We're going home delivered and set. Free from the enemy's hand, oh David! If man David told you right, go home. And he wouldn't go home. He stayed there. When he got up next morning, he was there. Then he gives him a letter. Now he's using his loyalty against him. Said, take it to Joab, and when you get there, when you get to Joab, give him this letter. You and I would have read it. I would have opened it myself. Because I would have got the rumor he was going with my wife anyway. And you know I act on rumors. I wish I could preach to you. Folk will hate you with speculation. And God will love you with the evidence. Oh, God, I feel you. Please, God. Oh here to tell you here is the man they say leave him in the front and back off him he ends up killing this man and taking his wife now here is the bad side he'll commit adultery and murder here is the good side when Nathan comes to him and tells him the little story about the man with the ewe lamb David said If he took the man's ewe lamb and fed his visitor with all of what he had, that man shall surely die. That's David's good side. Even when he's wrong, he's sensitive. Oh, God, I wish I could preach it. But then here is his bad side. Thou art the man. Oh, can you see what Paul is doing? He intensifies his argument on justification by pulling up David. And what he's trying to show us is there is no glory in the flesh because Abraham sinned less viciously than David. But don't fool yourself. The father of the race himself was not justified by works but by faith. Tell somebody I'm not here by behavior. I'm here because I trust a God. I don't go to church because I was so good. I don't go because I am so good. I still believe the text unto him that's able to keep me from falling and present me with all of my mess faultless. But somebody said it's going to happen. But no matter how I mess up, I refuse to. Oh, God, I feel a breakthrough coming. Notice the text, if you will. He uses according to the flesh in contrast to according to the spirit. And what it does is it refers to the department of our being from which springs works in contrast to that which springs faith. Whenever Paul is speaking of the relation of works to justification, he never uses or by means of. He never uses through, but he uses out of. Because the Jewish faith thought that the meritorious source of salvation was one's works. God didn't choose me because of my behavior. He chose me in him before the foundation of the world, which means that he put his hand on me in spite of what he knew I would do because he has the remedy to make me right. I can't make myself right, but God can make me right. And when folk can't make you right, God can make you right. And you must always look to your future and never to your past because the reason the devil brings up your past uh, it's because he can't do anything with your future. Uh, God, I feel your power in here. Uh, and so now he says, uh, Abraham believed God, uh, and it was counted unto him as righteousness. Uh, the problem now comes with the it. Uh, the it in that verse, and that is now, what does the it refer to? Uh, Is it a question now of one God's righteousness? being freely given to the sinner, or is it that God made Abraham righteous on account of the merit of his faith? Is he righteous because he believed, or is he righteous because I gave him righteousness? Do you see where we are there? Now, if you look at it from the whole book of Romans, you will only conclude that it could not be the second. It's got to be the first, because he's proven all guilty of sin, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So now, if God made Abraham righteous uh, on account of the merit of his faith, then we're saying it is strictly and entirely a work, and as such his faith would be the efficient cause of man's justification, but that couldn't be because it was not the act of believing which was reckoned to him as a righteous act or on account of believing which perfect righteousness was laid to his charge. But when he talks about his faith, he talks about Abraham trusting God to perform his promise introduced to him in the blessing that he said was coming. In other words, when I come to God, I come as I am. This is me, but I come believing God. I don't have an act of faith that God regards as righteous. But I come trusting God uh, with all of my weaknesses, uh, with all of my fleshly proclivities, uh, with all of my bad record. Uh, Just let me in the church uh, because I believe if I can get in the house uh, that God will bring me out. Uh, Now can I take it a little further? Uh, He's had an attitude of trust in the acceptance of God's blessing. And that made it possible for God to bestow righteousness on him. Faith is simply the bridge that God moves over to deposit the righteousness in Abraham. Faith is not the cause. Faith is just the bridge. How might I put it? If a man is drowning, I'm drowning, and I stretch up my hand and somebody catches it. Is my stretched out hand the cause of my being rescued? The answer is no. Because a whole lot of drowning folks stretched out their hands and nobody was there to save them. It is not my stretched out hand that saved me. It's the lifeguard that caught my hand. My hand was just the means by I wish I could be saved, but it did not save me. How might I put it? Here is a woman on the housetop, and the fire is raging on the house. Oh God, and the firemen come, stretch out the net, and say, Jump. If the woman jumps, did the jump save her? No, the jump didn't save her. The firemen who caught her saved her the jump was just the means by which she could be caught when you mess up don't jump back into the mess but jump into the hands of the lord who died to save you i got news for you touch your neighbor say neighbor if he died for you he'll kill for you too I'm feel like preaching in here tonight if he died for you he'll wipe the devil out of your face Give you power to get back up and stand where you ought to, and that's why the writer declares, "Give me just a few more minutes. I'm through." That that imputation—it's God who imputes or puts righteousness to our credit. Sometimes, while I'm in the house of God, and He realizes the struggle I have, He deposits righteousness inside. My my spirit and puts it down in me and gives me credit for a behavior I don't deserve because he sets it in my account. Notice in the text it's not a reward because if it were a reward it would be dues, paid for work wages and I have not done enough holiness to deserve the anointing of God. That's why you don't let folk mess with your faith, because guilt and faith don't go together. When folk make you feel guilty, it stops your prayer life, because you feel like I don't deserve to ask God to help me because of the things that I'm struggling with. But that's a lie, child, because nobody deserves for God to bless them anytime. I heard the Bible say it's my father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. But somebody say I messed up, but I can't give up. I gotta wait on the righteousness that comes from God. I feel the spirit of God in here tonight. Pull on somebody say neighbor you can come out of it. God's going to take you out. Don't sit here and die. But rise up and tell the devil. I'm coming out of it. His death is not a debt. Because if God owed it to me, then it couldn't be grace. Because grace is not a legal debt. But grace is unmerited favor. And that's why when I come to God, I don't ask him for justice. for mercy. I feel the Holy Ghost in here because sometimes I feel so sick of myself. I feel like throwing in the towel, but something on the inside says the same God that brought you out of darkness into this light. He can deal with anything that comes his way. I want to talk to some preachers in here tonight. Don't give up. Too much has been invested in you for you to walk away because you messed up. I feel like preaching in here. Come on here, Johnny, so I can preach like a feel. I David, when he came out of himself in deep repentance, he said, I suffered in the night because of my guilt, and I felt the pressures of my spirit all through the night, but I'm so glad that you deposited it some riches in my account, uh, and put righteousness in me, uh, can I preach it like I feel? Sometimes the Lord uh, has to cover you uh, while you're struggling with something. Uh, I wish I could talk to some real people tonight. Uh, I think we could get a breakthrough in here uh, if some folk would just admit uh, that sometimes God uh, has to cover you. uh, so your enemies can't find you huh, when you're struggling with something. Huh. If my enemy could find me huh, while I was struggling, huh, he would destroy me huh, before I could recover. Huh. But I thank God huh, he knows how to cover huh. every one of us struggles. Huh, because if the saints could see you huh, in the middle of your struggle, huh, they would turn on you you, uh, because he knows uh, this time next week, uh, you will be delivered, Uh, but if they knew, uh, even when you were delivered, uh, they would never forget it, uh, and always talk about it, uh, so he covers you. With songs of deliverance, everywhere I turned, you brought me out when I lost my mind. You brought me out when I lost my money. You brought me out. to refreshing, from struggling, to releasing the power of God. I refuse!
4: Sister Sion and pray for her father with me and uh, keep him lifted up in prayer keep her lifted up in prayer and Pastor David lifted up and his mom and um Sister Dot just keep that family lifted up in prayer and uh, it's going to be alright in Jesus name because he got the plan he have the perfect plan for everything and so we give him glory, we give him the honor and we give him the praise Hallelujah. And the message today, messed up, but don't give up. Yeah, no need, no need. Yeah, we all have fallen short of, uh, uh, and sinned. We all sinned and fallen short of the glory of the Lord. So we haven't always been where we are right now. And even where we are right now, we don't always do what's pleasing and acceptable unto him. But he looks beyond faults today. And yet meet needs. if we willing to get up and repent unto Him and ask Him to help us. God, when this thing come back around, this wrongdoing, this shortcoming, these sins, it won't find me in the same place. But that I've moved on. Hallelujah. In Him, in Jesus' name. Oh yeah, Lord, thank you. Isaiah 43 and 25. I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake and will not remember thy sins. Now, that's the word today. That is the word. Hallelujah. He will blot it out. And you don't have to worry about it. Each time we repent, he gives us a brand new slate. I don't care what you've done, when you done it, where you've done it at. we will go to him. He's faith and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The word said, come, let us reason together. Though your sin be as scarlet, I will wash you as white as snow. Uh Uh-huh. Come, let us talk about it. What's going on, Barbara? Lord, this, this, that, and the other. I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling weary. I need physical strength. I need... uh, spiritual energy and physical energy. Helping Lord. Leading God in the right path. Cause I I don't I done, I I don't fail over here short of that path. I've been looking at my own thing I wanna do. And uh it's not quite going that way. You know, where you are. It's something I wanna do. And he'll show me. If you do that, this is going to happen. Is that what you want? Because he said, come, let's reason together. Let's talk about it now. If it'll work for your good, I'm going to give you the approval on it. But if it's not going to work for your good, I can't do it. And I got to tell you the outcome, the last results of it. And it's not something that's going to be good. Yeah. So we can go to the Lord and talk to him about anything. Have the patience. And when we get through talking to him about don't be so quick to run away. Stop praising him then, because guess what? You had the opportunity to talk to him. Even if you don't hear back from him right that second, praise him. And in a little bit, he's going to open up something for you and show you uh-huh, which way you should go. But we don't go to him believing. We don't go to him trusting. We don't go to him in patience to wait. Everything got to be right now. Everything needs to be today. Now. mm some things was 20 years for me and longer. I'm still waiting on some stuff. I don't know how old I'm going to be when I get it, but I know he heard, and when it would work together for my good, he would release it to me. Hallelujah. Listen, the studio is open. If anyone has something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and come in, and uh, if not, we would get out early today if no one have anything to say, and uh, keep it moving. I got to Make some phone calls this morning And uh, get some things on the right track But we got, we have time And if you want to say something We have time Yeah, I'm not rushing off uh, No way And you have something you would like to say this morning Hallelujah, thank you Jesus Alright brother Anthony I'm coming at you right now Good morning God bless you sir How are you?
5: Uh, Blessed Hollyface. Good morning to you, Mr. Barber. Good morning to everybody. First of all, I want to give that God thanks for waking me up this morning. Thank you for life ever screen keeping me in my right mind, allowing me to see another day I've never seen before. Thank you for activity in my limb. I'm uh, thinking for drawing me closer to him and choosing me. Out of all the people he could have chose, you know, the the to be a part of their life, you know, he love me enough to want to join me to have a, a connection with me and love and friendship as a father so i just thank god for that uh, i want to give god all the glory and honor and the praise and i just continue to thank him i can't thank him enough for what he's doing in me where he brought me from where he's taking me at and what he what he gonna do in me And you know, i just thank god for this ministry thank god for you miss barbara uh, your obedience and uh, what you are doing in the ministry, as you in the morning, and other ministries connected to your ministry, and thank God for allowing us as believers to be able to come together this morning on and seeking God and you know food, spiritual food, and the Word, and thanking for the Word that we've as well. You know, might have messed up, but don't give up know, so that, that's a blessing to me, you know, because I don't mess up of times, but I'm determined not to give up, not to let go, not to back down, so, you know, I'm just holding on and <laughs> striving to, to get where I got to go with, through God, and asking God continues to strengthen to me through my weakness, you know, because through our weakness, He making us strong, so I just thank God for that, and you know, what He's doing in me, and good morning to you again, Miss Barbara, and everybody, uh, Brother Lewis, uh, uh, say good morning to uh sister p i good morning to you uh sister dot uh sister Rita, i't forget you this morning um us say good morning to uh sister samoa and uh, uh miss uh, uh apostle uhwright
3: and
5: uh, uh sister uh luca and uh oh uh, Mother uh Anna Lee. I'm trying to get her last name. Anna, Lee. What? Yes. Anna what? Yes. Mother Anna Lee Put, sorry right there. Uh sister uh uh her uh, 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 daughter. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. I just trying to get my my band straight focus focused on this road, but God bless you and uh uh sister uh Rose Brown, sister Jerry, can't forget about you, sister Jerry. Uh good morning, Sister Shante, and um uh, brother uh Perry, Mike Perry, uh, uh Brother Hamilton.
4: Uh,
5: brother uh Whitehawks and I was, I think his his, his wife was the hops too. Can't remember her name.
3: Kim, yeah. wife
5: and the husband. Yeah, yeah Kim hops. Good morning to y'all too. this morning. And, uh, oh, that's all I got this morning. But God bless you, and I just ask you y'all to continue to bring me, back my memory, y'all names to my memory, so I can, you know. How y'all! Show y'all love as well in the morning, you know. So God bless y'all, and y'all have a blessed Monday morning, and and God bless y'all. Continue to keep me in y'all prayers, and I keep y'all in mind, and y'all have a blessed, a mighty, wonderful, abundance, and a victorious, in abundance, and favor day in God. Amen. Amen.
6: Amen. Amen.
4: Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh,
5: brother bro Lewis, say,
4: hey, brother Anthony, happy trail." All right.
5: Good morning,
4: brother Lewis. Good morning. I'm a mute tonight, bro Anthony. Hey, Good morning, Sister Jerry. God bless you. How are you?
0: Good morning, Sister Barbara. I'm doing well. How about yourself?
4: I am blessed.
0: Yes, we are. Yes, we are. I just want to say good morning and thanks for the message. messed up, but don't give up. Because, you know Satan like to remind you, look at you, you don't messed up now you're too late. God done with you, but he's never done. I like the part when he say you like David the good side and the bad side. yeah, that good side i, I love the Lord because sometimes we just. Mess up Not intentionally But we mess up So I just want to say thank you Jesus For allowing us Grace Your grace Shall be sufficient So thank you, thank you Barbara And I want everybody to have a great day Even with the thunderstorms And the lightning and the rain Except with God allowing Because no matter what, we're better off anyhow
4: Amen So have a great day, Miss Barbara All right, you too, Sister Jerry God bless you, God bless you God bless you too Amen, amen, amen And so we just thank the Lord for the word today again Messed up But I won't give up Yeah, I'll keep going back to him until I get it right Keep going back to God, making up my mind to get it right with him. Because if I can get it right with him, everything is going to be all right for me in the name of Jesus. So we thank him this morning. We thank him for grace and mercy, most of all his love. Thank him for forgiving us. You know, he blessed us to have repentance, you know. And we're just grateful. And in this new week, we want to remember him. And do some type of work unto him. It's already all right today in Jesus' name. So is there anyone else? I'm going to one last request. And uh, when we come back, if no one have anything they would like to say, I will pray us out. But if you have something to say, we have plenty of time. I think I saw Amish Grace, but I, I'll go back and look because yeah, I have Prime, so I'll go take a look. All right, if no one else have anything they would like to say today, I will pray us out and we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for all that has been said and done today. Lord, we thank you that we have messed up. But, God, we refuse to give up. We know you love us. We know you're forgiving. You're gracious, merciful, kind, and most of all, you have love for us. Forgive us this morning, Father, for all our sins and wrongdoings. Make us new in you. And, Lord, anything that we've done that's wrong, help us to come and talk to you about it. Help us to repent. Ask you to forgive us and mean it, Lord. Ask for your help that you would lead and guide us in the right path, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning that Sion Dad is near her, and God, we ask that you would strengthen her as she be a blessing unto her father. Bless her family this morning and her friends, oh God. Lord, I ask that you would bless the Father in a mighty way, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, sometimes we are looking and we believe things won't change, but as we pray, God, we know that they will. Bless Pastor David this morning and bless his family. Lord, we ask that you would strengthen and bless his mother and that, God, you would give them all that they need in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor and praise for it right now. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we glorify you today, Father, for there's none like you. And, Father, as we depart this morning, bless every caller and every listener. Those coming through the archives and the podcast today, Father, you know their heart's desire. You know what they stand in the need of. And we know that you're our shepherd and we shall not want. We know that you supply need according to your riches and glory by your son, Jesus Christ. Move today, Father, for your people in a big way. Touch and heal those that are sick or those that are going through. Touch and heal today in the name of Jesus We thank you. We can't say thank you enough, Father, for you've been good to us. We appreciate you, and we love you today. Bless our going out this morning, and bless our coming in. And, Lord, again today, have your way in our lives according to your will, not our will, and strengthen us, God, as your will is being done in our lives. And, Lord, for those who don't know what work you called or chosen to, we ask this morning that, Father, you would speak to their hearts and minds, and make it clear unto them what you would have them to do. And, Lord, you allow them to know, to teach and preach and share the truth, your word. Let us all be that candle that sit on the hill that can't be hid, because we're shining the light to you so others can find their way to you, almighty God, who have all power. We thank you. We give you glory, honor, and praise again, Father. Ask it all in Jesus' name again. Amen. And hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves the cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today. April, April the 3rd. 2023, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Going to the last request, and after this, I won't be coming back. Have a blessed day. You got to
5: go there where
3: they at. Uh-oh. Being in the, best, being in the streets and watching <laughs> with wives and, and the
4: you begin to learn how you got to adapt in order to win them. You got to learn how you got to go where they at in order to be able to reach them. So we're going to give you this one. This one
6: is called I Put God On. Okay. Anything that you may be going through, any situation
5: that you may be facing, anything that you may be struggling with, step outside of yourself. Come on now. And put God on
0: Come you. On yeah. now. Amen. Amen. Look at Ricky,
5: look at Ricky. Look at Ricky.